Okay, uh, I would like to welcome you all to my podcast, That One Time We Read Manga. I'm your host, Rob, and I would like to introduce my special guests, Tim, John, and Nate. Hi, Rob. Thanks for having us on. <laughs> hey, really, really appreciate the opportunity, Rob. Yeah, seriously. I can't. First of all, I didn't know you read mangas as much as we do now. So. <laughs> he just did it that one time. Yeah, that's that it. One just time. The one time. <laughs> That did one you guys time Rob know? read manga. <laughs> did you guys know that manga's not just a fruit? <laughs> oh my God. That's, that's John's fun fact. That's John's fun fact. <laughs> not quite, but it's probably oh. better. It's probably better. Uh, Rob, do you do you have a fun fact for us today? Yeah, I can start off, which is <laughs> I feel fitting. Uh, so my fun fact is that I don't really watch anime or read manga. I started reading one in anticipation of coming on to here, and then uh, read a different one for another episode, and then scrambled to read this one for this episode. (laughs) Yeah. uh, So I'm arguably one of the worst people to have on this podcast. (laughs) No, you're already already doing great. Don't worry. Uh, We will get to that other one that you've been reading. Zatch Bell, right? Yeah, Zatch Bell. Yeah, we'll have you back on when we read Zatch Bell, because I... Again, the other episode I had you on for, I was just like, oh, Rob's watched it. Let's yeah. Bring him on for it. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. All right. Well, hi. It's, you know, like Rob said, Tim, special guest on the podcast, uh, longtime listener, first time guest. Happy to have you. Um, <laughs> uh, my fun fact today for uh, One Piece is Oda named each of uh, Eneru's priests after a word that comes from either Buddhist or Hindu uh Origins. So Gadatsu is being liberated from earthly desires. Shura is a Buddhism divinity. Satori is enlightenment and comprehension. And Yama is another Buddhism divinity. And Om comes from a holy word out of Hindu. Whoa. Interesting. So little little inspiration there, yeah. Ah, <laughs> jeez. Okay, well, if anybody else needs inspiration, uh, my fun fact for the day, this is really going to get some of you guys going. So, for a limited time only, uh, Domino's has 50% off of all menu-priced menu pizzas. Um, that is going from uh, June, June 5th to June 11th. So, get it while that's, it's hot. That's already happened. That's today. <laughs> It doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, well, somebody's going to be like, shit, i got to order some Domino's. <laughs> yeah, when, this, when this episode comes out in fucking August. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. My fun Mix. fact was just going to be, Mixed Berry Jam is banging. Love it. Oh. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I, actual I jam? Like, like like you put on a sandwich jam? Oh, yeah. Like mixed mixed berries? You got some strawberries, some blueberries in there? Yeah, dude. Wild berries. It's, it's oh, freaking awesome. Man. Okay, I'm about that. Okay. I ate some blackberries yeah, in the wild yesterday. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Uh, see, blackberries are good, too. Wildberry, baby. <laughs> yeah. Wildberry. That was good shit. Uh, and as is tradition, Duncan is missing yet another episode. Don't worry, we didn't replace him with Rob. Uh, <laughs> you got rid of the engineer heavily, for a chemist. <laughs> yeah, we're heavily considering it, and we'll see how these go. Re- uh, no. Reports have it. Reports have it that you'll find Duncan if you go to London two months ago. Yeah, <laughs> if you travel back in time for two months. That's where he's been uh, hiding out in the past. <laughs> Tim, so actually, what did that, we what? read? 
Oh, well, I for, I got to read Duncan's fun fact. No, I don't. He's just at the Natural History Museum in London. He's talking about the Pat, Patagosian herbivorous dinosaur. I don't know. It, it, apparently, it could be 121 feet tall or in length and 70 tons. It's big-ass lizard. But today, we read One Piece chapters 237 <laughs> through 270. Um, it, it's only half of this Skypea arc. Um but we're, you know, we're halfway through. As my <laughs> second fun fact, that is all that I have read of One Piece. It, yeah, Rob hasn't read any other of the previous 236 chapters. He's jumping right in here um, <laughs> on his own accord. I, he, <laughs> We were making the joke that he should join us for One Piece without having read it. And then he asked what the chapters were, and I told him, and he goes, oh, I'll read that. I'm like, there is absolutely no obligation. He's like, no, I'll do it. It'll be fun. I'm like, okay. (laughs) I think it's funnier to have read it with no context to the rest of the series. (laughs) And you're never going to get any resolution. (laughs) Yeah, I'm probably not going to continue it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me start with you then, Rob. What did you think? Honestly, I thought it was kind of fun. I thought that, like... I, coming from the other things that I've read, I thought that the pacing was better in this. It was very lighthearted, and there were a lot of funny parts, which wasn't exactly the case in the other things that I've read. Yeah. But I've enjoyed what I read. It was a bit odd that they that the only parts that I'm reading go into the sky, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this, this whole pirate manga about sailing the open seas, and you're just like, wait, they're on clouds now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Well, that's. I'm glad you did enjoy it, though. I, I you know, I, I'm I'm happy to hear that. Another uh, One Piece fan, even if it's only for 33 chapters. <laughs> Big half of the Skypea arc fan. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's my favorite arc, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, Nate, John, what did uh, what did you guys pull away from from the beginnings of our uh, Skypea adventure? Where uh, I'll at least leave. Leave it with this for anyone who doesn't know. At, by chapter 270, we are like right smack dab in the middle of a war going on between three different parties. There's a there's kind of like a John, what's that game you like? Um, Fire Emblem Three Houses situation going on here. Uh, yeah, sure. I I thought that was only relevant to Mashal, but I'll, I'll find a way to tie that into this. Yeah. <laughs> there's three people. There's three different parties all warring with each other, and they all hate each other. Ah, yeah. <laughs> I've never played the game. <laughs> the exact same story. Okay, my apologies. Yeah. So anyway, what did you guys? What did you guys think? So of this, of this part. Yeah. Uh, well, contrary to well, all right. So we've learned something here. All right. If you don't know where to get into One Piece, uh, and you just kind of want to like see what it's all about. And you decide to randomly read this arc, <laughs> apparently it's a good arc. But if you've read the rest of One Piece, it's not that great. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, it, it was it was fun uh, for the most part. It was just, for me, uh, it was kind of on the dull side. Um, I, I find myself having, like, questioning how much I actually care about what's going on in Skypea and kind of just wanting them to find the big bad and get back down to the Grand Line. Um, that's not to say that I didn't have fun with some of the encounters because I think they had some really, really good comedy to kind of supplement the uh, lack of progression that's happening going on. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. I said it before we got started. Skypea is probably one of my least favorites, um, but I've read 
you know, I've read at least 1,000 chapters of this, so it's um, uh, it doesn't always stick out in my head. There's a lot of things that happen here that I completely forget about. Um, but again, it's still fun. I don't, I don't hate this, you know. Um, Nate, what did what did you have? <clears throat> so, I actually, uh, I actually kind of really loved it because I like, I like seeing this strange world building. Like this is the seas in the sky and it's like oh yeah there's dials and there's all i mean that comes that comes from my love of hunter hunter because i never know what to expect next and i feel like i'm getting that in one piece here um as i i have no idea i was like i don't know what a mantra is okay people are hearing voices i don't know (laughs) honestly the comedy with the dial (laughs) in the beginning was really hilarious because he's like usopp you idiot <laughs> hey, and then he just kept repeating it, and like you could just see Luffy and Usopp in the background laughing their asses off. That was fantastic. There were so many really good comedy moments in this. Now I understand, like as far as like story goes, that doesn't mean there's a whole lot of progression. But I felt like, um, I felt like this was kind of needed. I thought it was fun. Yeah, uh, it was. I, I will say this was a very funny arc. I mean, I shared one panel, one of my favorite, like, things that made me laugh out loud, and it was um, Chopper is guarding the ship all by himself, and he's like, I'll only blow this whistle if I really need help. And then that um, one dude, I think it was um, Shora, uh, like, just shows up right by the ship, and he just slowly turns around and starts blowing the whistle as hard as he can. I, <laughs> I actually screenshot that, and when I screenshotted it, I went to go share it, and that was the exact moment that you put it up. <laughs> and, and, it was just so funny. I, because I, I was definitely laughing out loud. I put it in my notes because I just pictured like that really slow, exaggerated anime move, and he like, because yep. it, it flashed back to like, Toy. oh yeah, I have the whistle, and then he's like, I have to use it immediately. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I hope I never have to use it, and then the guy shows up. <gasps> I also loved Luffy. He's like, they get the whistle, and the guy, the Sky Knight, flies away. And Luffy's like, we should blow it to ask him this simple question. <laughs> Everyone else is like trying to hold him back. Oh yeah, that is that is uh, that is our captain. That is the man who our life is in his hand. That's <laughs> what everybody's thinking. <laughs> I love it because he's made of rubber, right? So everyone could like you know beat up on him a little bit. It's not going to hurt. But like he's trying to blow the whistle. Nami's holding his arm, and Usopp's like grabbing his cheek and pulling it back. And <laughs> Luffy's eyes are like bulging out of his head because he's pulling on his cheek so hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's very. Yeah, there's a lot of comedy that happens in this in this arc. Like even when the the Sky Knight reunites with them and is passed out, there's a panel here that Nate shared. It's Luffy just like grabbing his beard and like looking at it, like what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, I, I and that was like not even reference. It's just him like checking out under his beard. Like, what, yeah, what's going what's he, on? It just happened. What's he hiding in there? <laughs> Seeing if it was a fake beard. Uh, maybe there, there's actually one thing I want to point out that's not really specific to like the chapters that we read, but I'd like to make a point that uh, if you're tailoring uh, long, and I know we mentioned this before, but I'd like to confirm it. Um, if you're ta- like teetering on the edge of like, all right, I want to get into one piece, but I don't know if I want to watch it or read it. Like, do I have the time or do I have the effort? Um, this is the first arc that like I was just kind of bored sitting in my living room and I uh I actually turned on one piece like at this arc because uh, I didn't really have anything else to do 
uh, turned it on, uh, watched probably five, six episodes, and then when I started reading the manga, I can absolutely confirm that it is the exact same. Like, there's no difference. Uh, it, at least from what I saw, like, it, it's, you get the same experience either way, it's just a matter of if you want to read it or watch it. Yeah, I, it, it all depends. I, I always find readings easier because you can kind of just, you know, skim the words and see if there's anything, like, important happening. If not, you just move on. Yeah. Uh, anime, you know, you kind of stuck watching it. If you watch, you know, with subtitles, like, you can't just look away because then you'll no understand nothing. <laughs> Unless you speak Japanese, which I don't. Yeah. So. And, and a point to be taken there is, like, I, I watched... You know, if you have the time and you're about that life, then sure. Um, but, I mean, I, I watched, I think, five or six episodes, so we're thinking, like, an hour and a half to two hours of your time. Um, and if you are trying to save time and do other things and read the manga, because it took me that amount of time to read the rest of the arc. So, but, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I just, yeah, it, it just, it it was surprising to me how much of a manga-like experience uh actually watching the anime was um and i don't really like i can't say one is better than the other i prefer the manga so far just because there's so much stuff to go through and the fact that i watched i don't know maybe two chapters like that, that that's uh, a time constraint yeah, that i don't have <laughs> six episodes to get through two chapters is kind of a lot yeah yeah but that was my point uh there aside from like the actual material Okay, I like it. Um, I'm going to just interject real quick with Duncan's hot take. Oh, Duncan's boy. has got a hot take, everyone. Get the water ready. And he's yeah. here to share um, it. Ooh. Yeah, this is actually this is actually kind of an ice-cold take, um, <laughs> in my opinion. He says, one piece is similar to a D&D &D campaign. He says, now think about it. A mishmash band of one-dimensional characters with special abilities go on a grand adventure and ends up being a series of mini-quests. Yeah, I, I don't think that's a very hot take. Oh, man. <laughs> Skypea is literally a one-shot. It is. Luffy's the tank. Zoro is the sword uh, the sword fighter. Oh. Usopp, the ranged fighter. Sanji's the melee fighter. Uh, Chopper is the healer. Robin is the pseudo-magic user. And Nami is... There. He didn't know. He said maybe a bard, but I, I would put Sanji as bard and Nami as, like, wizard, because she's got the fucking weather shit yeah the special stick uh yeah, special, special stick, stick. <laughs> which i still <laughs> only got that special did the special stick come up it did it at did, one yeah. point yeah i i, I must honestly, have just missed it it, it did come up cross? and i don't remember what happened with it like i don't remember if anything actually happened yeah she fought off um satori's uh younger brothers with it remember the other two um ball guys oh yeah, yeah. okay hotori yeah. and katori yeah hotori and kotori uh they were using the fart dials on her oh yeah and yeah. that was one of the jokes i wanted to get into <laughs> at some point yeah oh uh, yeah. dude uh, they just yeah go ahead <laughs> i was like they just farted into their scent dials and they just were blasting them in nami's face <laughs> like, that's disgusting <laughs> <laughs> it, it, th that was so funny because that wasn't the first time a fart came up also um, I, like, I didn't know what was coming out, but, or what was, uh, taking place, but I kind of suspected that it was farts that they were dealing with, but there was actually another panel that I saved, uh, where Luffy was in an engagement, um, and I can't remember, the, the guy that, 
Well, I, I'll have to just send it in the chat. But, I mean, one of the guys that had, like, markings over his left eye, um, and he used, like, burn bazooka or whatever, but, like, Luffy was talking about, like, how it... It, like it stinks all around and then it was getting like really hot and everything was burning to a crisp and I was like he just farted and set it on fire that's all he did and <laughs> then, was, it, was it wiper or was it another no it wasn't wiper guy. It, it was uh, one of his underlings okay I, I'm not sure there's there's a, there's a bunch of them and they all have just kind of out there names yeah um, so yeah I'm not sure I don't strictly remember that part but it doesn't surprise me at all that that happened yeah there's a, there's a lot of poots in this uh arc yes a lot of poots yes yeah a lot of poots we get a little blue uh <laughs> but that's fine i'm here for it <laughs> <laughs> oh geez um we got a new move from luffy too this is exciting uh the gum gum fireworks oh yeah yes he- i forgot i wrote that down i kind of loved it <laughs> That was the first move turns- I've seen. <laughs> 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 well, it's brand new, Rob. It is. Like, <laughs> he just turns into a cartoon ball, and then just uh, his fists and feet fly out in all directions. It's really funny. <laughs> I um, uh, I love how I have a note here that says when um when Zoro like swings from the ship, I I even read it in the Tarzan yell that he let out. Oh yeah. I, yeah, that was 100% Tarzan. I, I was like, holy crap, they actually wrote it. <laughs> yeah, they actually wrote it. And he's he's just the first one to do it. I think Usopp and Luffy both do it like two more times after they that. They do, they do. <laughs> yeah. I, I giggled every it becomes time. Just a, it becomes just a constant, like, almost like you cannot swing from a vine unless you make that noise. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a given fact. Yeah, it's accurate yeah, to real life. Just a fact. Just like you can't have a camp, you can't camp out without a campfire. Oh my god, that is true. That is a fact. Absolutely cannot. I was so lost when they were going into that because, <laughs> yeah. like, for the backstory, uh, they were talking. So uh, they were discussing like putting out the fires because, like, they they wanted to bed down overnight um, in the in the giant forest. What's it called? Uh, the forest of no return. Ah, yeah, that's pretty bad, right? Um, in upper yard, yeah. Yeah, so the, the forest of no return, and they, like they had a fire, they were having a, a hoot of a time because they had had a successful day, and they were planning to go and capture the treasure the next day. And then the discussion came up, like, all right, we should uh, put this fire out so that nobody can detect us and they won't know where we are. And L- Luffy and Usopp were like. <laughs> what a fucking idiot! You, you, it, yeah. <laughs> we're in a we're in a campfire. We're in a campsite. We have to have a campfire. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, oh yeah. It, it's it was just so funny. He's like, "Did you hear that, Usopp? She thinks we have to put out the fire." What an idiot! <laughs> <laughs> and then they bring a friggin' bonfire. Yeah, was yeah, it Sanji so- and Zolo? Just like putting together this huge bonfire. They're like, "Yeah, is this cool?" Yeah, like, this is big enough, right? <laughs> like, yep. Everyone's on the same page. <laughs> Everyone except Nami. Uh, which is which is typical. I mean, we discussed it last time, Nate, how Nami is Nami and Robin are two sides of the same mom. You know, Nami's the worry wart, and Robin's the, nah, let's chill and have a fire. Exactly, Fuck. and, like, I, I love the whole panel with her just chilling back, watching everyone dance around the fire. Yeah, I love it. Even like they had like wolves and animals come out and dance. It was it was wild. <laughs> the dance macabre. It was, 
the dance macabre, even the even uh, Pierre, the Sky Knight's horse or bird who can transform into a horse because he ate he ate the horse horse. Fruit. Yeah, a bird that ate the horse horse fruit. <laughs> I absolutely adored that. <laughs> that was so funny, and it's such a weird design. And when it turns into a horse, it's all polka dotted still. <laughs> yeah, for what reason? I I was like, this I, I is so. D-. They're like, is this a Pegasus? <laughs> what in the world is happening now this is a question mostly I, i'm sorry rob but this is a question for nate and john Carew or pierre uh pierre's got a lot of personality we see a lot more of pierre honestly i didn't i didn't get into uh Carew the same way everybody did uh so i'm kind of 50 50 down Whoa. the middle i know i know i know i'm an asshole um, Traitor in our midst. Uh, gone, Judas. Uh, I mean, Carew's great, but I mean, Pierre is just such a dainty, weird fucking thing to look at. I, I really liked him. Because, <laughs> I, I, like, you look at him when he transforms into a horse, and you're like, I'm not sure what that animal is. And, <laughs> and then they're like, it's a yeah. horse now. And, and, and then you're like, eh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess it's a horse. Yeah, that's fair. Karu for me, yeah. I, yeah I'm, I say, Nate, I'm still, still Team Karu because he he ate the awesome awesome fruit. He ate the badass badass. Fruit. <laughs> <laughs> that was my next thing I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah, he's a badass. Um, yeah, no, de- definitely, definitely some uh, personality in this one. I just, I just love ducks. Yeah, ducks are pretty cool. Yeah. Ducks are cool. Yeah. Ducks are cool. Oh, um, uh, since we're on the topic of animals, though, um, Holly was actually um, my family's pet as a kid. We had a dachshund named Holly. So seeing this dog named Holly was actually amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah, the giant the giant dog. I, that was throwing me I off. A, I didn't expect it to be a boy. Yeah, that threw me, too. <laughs> yeah, I yeah my, my dog was not a... <laughs> That's what threw you off, not the fact that it could stand on its hind legs and is proficient in hand-to-hand combat. <laughs> Actually, I know. That was just when funny you see to me. The, when you see the panel of it running, like, it was kind of terrifying. I was like, that's, yeah, that's kind like of unsettling. Yeah, running on its hind legs to go punch something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I loved it. But Dog's it, punching. Uh, I, I loved it. It was just, like, kind of unsettling. Yep, there it is. yeah i definitely screenshotted it just sprinting because the next panel they were just like did you see that dog run (laughs) that's dangerous (laughs) so dangerous yeah it was uh i love that dog though i love that dog because it it finally gave some credence to that dude's name um let's see what was his name the guy who who uses it um ohm he, he calls himself the Sky Breeder, and I we didn't see his animal at first, and I'm like, whoa, guy, listen, this is a kid's show. This is a kid's show, all right? <laughs> I don't want to call some dude the Sky Breeder, but then we see his dog, and I'm like, oh, I get it. Okay, he's a dog breeder for I, the Sky. I mean, yeah, like, uh, good play on words, I guess, there, because, like, honestly, I thought his ability was going to be something along the lines of he can duplicate clouds and shit. Like, I... I I thought he was yeah, going to yeah. create clouds out of thin air, and uh, but no, he, he just has a dog. The, yeah, I mean, he kind of does. His sword has the, the iron clouds in them. Yeah. Uh, which are like barbed wire, I suppose. Yeah, isn't uh, it just because it has a milky dial on it? Yeah, it's ultimately a milky dial that he's, milky dial. I guess, tr- 
trained. Yeah. Uh, Dude, so I know we kind of touch on them every once in a while, but the dials were actually really cool. It's a cool way for, like, I don't know, people without powers to, like, stand up to these people with powers. And even the people with powers using them in different ways. I, I just thought that was a really cool... Um, just a, a, a cool introduction, right? This this weird technology uh, in shells, and like you know, we get a real good demonstration of like an impact dial with Sanji slamming the hammer on the barrel, and then you know picking it up and, and almost shattering his own arm because he it wasn't ready for the impact. Yeah, um, I, yeah. I, I just realized something when I play the new Zelda game. I'm essentially just putting a wind dial on anything I make. <laughs> the giant it, fan. It, yeah, that, that's a fair point. <laughs> it's it's an interesting uh, item set, and I mean it, it does. They are kind of cool when you think about it. I mean, they're just like little. What are they? They're seashells, right? They're essentially shells. I I, I don't know that we could call them seashells because they don't come from the sea. They're sky they seashells. They come from the white, white ocean. <laughs> yeah, totally different. There's the white ocean, and then there's the white, white ocean. <laughs> we don't talk to I the people was... up at the white, white, white ocean. That's it. <laughs> no, we, we don't talk oh, no. to them. <laughs> no, no, they're a bunch of wasps coming in. From <laughs> oh, <no. like>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you can say that. <laughs> sure, they are. They lay eggs in people's eyes. They're a nuisance. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I don't know if there's any scientific information to back that up. But. <laughs> we can assume yeah, I mean, is. if it's on a podcast, it must be true. That's true. It must be true. This we is true. <laughs> and thank God Rob took over the podcast now, so any heat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm totally yeah. accountable for all this. Yeah, let's let's start. Here's my real opinion. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking the gloves off, bitch. Um, oh, no. <laughs> I didn't think no. the dials were a very interesting technology and like bit of world building. Oh yeah, yeah, big time. I I did think we spent a little too much time just kind of dancing around it in the beginning when Luffy's just trying to ride the waiver, and I'm just like, okay, so what? It's a jet ski. We get it. Like it's new technology to them. Like obviously down in the blue ocean, they don't have anything like that. But um, I was like, let's get to the explanation of how it works rather than just watching Luffy beg Nami to ride the waiver again. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I definitely, I, I thought the build up to like the actual action in this, uh, in this arc was a little bit, uh, exaggerated a little bit too long. I, I understand. I mean, it, like you gotta be fair. It's an, it's a whole world separate from the world that we've experienced so far. Like there's essentially two, entirely different planes of existence going on in the in the world right now so um i mean they're obviously it has a right to be explored um but on like i i didn't think that most of i don't know maybe the first 15 chapters was necessary as far as the world building goes although i do think it was hilarious like uh, the uh the white berets uh coming after coming after the crew uh just because like they misunderstood their uh, their ability to come into uh, Skypea or Heaven's Gate, like going through Heaven's Gate, like that was really fun. Yeah, yeah, uh, that was it was it was funny. Yeah, it was like what seven million extols, which is only like seven hundred thousand berries. Which is crazy that they don't fucking have that. Right. Well, it's a lot. It, but... it's, yeah, 
So, Rob, berries is the currency of the blue ocean, if you didn't get that. Yeah, yeah, I pieced that together. I thought it was kind of funny how they they went on for so long without explaining the exchange rate. So they're like, here's this this extreme amount of money. They're like, how much is that really? (laughs) Nobody really responded for a while. (laughs) Nobody knows. (laughs) Um, It's kind of funny, though. I will say this going forward, too. Uh, Oda, the artist and the author, he kind of plays with the – how much money the straw hats have at any given moment. Like if he needs them to have money for a certain thing, they'll have it or have a way to get it quickly. Um, and if it's like, oh, this would be more conflict heavy if they didn't have money, then they all of a sudden don't. Or Nami's too stingy to give any of it away, even if they have millions like ready to go. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's always kind of just a thing. Like it's money's not the important thing, obviously through all of it. But if the plot calls for them to have it, they will have it. And if the says this would be fun if they didn't then they won't <laughs> yeah this was like one that. of those times where yeah they they just it conflict arises when they didn't have it so they didn't have it <laughs> or again nami's too stingy to give any of it away actually on on that i would not be surprised if we get to the end of this arc because i mean we haven't really gone over like the the end of the story uh yet but like we're not done with this arc but i wouldn't be surprised if at the end nami had the money the whole time because she said that she had fifty thousand berries and i was like "Eh, that just doesn't seem right i mean i they haven't like got any big bounty or anything but i just feel like they should have more than fifty thousand berries i yeah i don't know I, i genuinely don't remember um but it also wouldn't surprise me if she's like, yeah, I had 50,000 berries. The <laughs> ship had 50 million. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. That wouldn't surprise yeah. me either. No. No, she'd have some kind of ridiculous little cop-out. Um, so, uh, real, I, I guess, you know, just kind of for the sake of getting into the action, we finally meet the seemingly the big bad of this arc, uh, Enaru. What did y'all think of Enaru as a villain, as a character? Was he threatening? Was he kind of weird? What, what, what's the... I mean, I definitely thought he was, like, he was an interesting character. It seemed like his motivation was the gold, and <clears throat> the fact that he's just lightning was really cool, and it's like, how do you even deal with that? And then it made me think, too, earlier, what you guys have said is that Luffy's made of rubber. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, I can't wait for that. Off yet, so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I thought that the reading assignment was this entire arc, so I'm like, oh, I'm curious if this comes true, and now I'll never know. <laughs> you could. <know. laughs> That's the thing. Now you now you could know. It only goes another 33 chapters or something. <laughs> He's that just gonna wait true. till the next episode comes out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll just wait like three months. <laughs> um. I, uh, yeah, I'm interested to see how that's gonna turn out, but, um, I, I think, I think as a villain, um, cause you know, I'm pretty big on my villains. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, I think this one falls a little bit flat to me, because he's just like, I'm strong, you're not. It's like, okay, yeah, what else do you have? <laughs> well, yeah. I have plans you don't know about. It's like, okay, buddy. Uh, you, yeah. you sound like a throwaway villain. <laughs> <laughs> He's also got that it, fancy it, thing that goes through his back. Yeah, the uh, I don't even know what they, they don't call really that, explain. They call it the Sharingan. 
Yeah, I was no. going to say, he's got that shard gun. That's a different show. <laughs> that's a different show. Though, I, it almost seems like, and this is only because, hey, next week we're, we're doing Naruto. Whoa, I said it. Uh, Whoa. How uh, dare you? On does... my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, I'm sorry. Please bring me back. I have a good point. This this mantra that him and his priests seem to have almost acts like Sharingan. They can they can tell where people are. They can almost predict movements and uh, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so, I, I just thought that was a weird little connection of like. Yeah, kind of really did two assignments together. this week where people can predict the future. Well, yeah. that's exactly it, though. Like, uh, and I think there's some uh, cultural symbolism that I didn't quite understand, or maybe it was just a reference um, because I don't know where the where the timelines stack up. Uh, this this arc compared to like when Naruto introduced the Sharingan, uh, and I'll, I'll keep it spoiler free. But I mean, the symbols that he had, like on that little fucking contraption in his back um those were like drums yeah well those symbols were exactly the same ones as the sharingan and the ability was almost identical so i'm i'm thinking i need to do a little bit of research but i think that there's probably some symbolism there like that's that branches further beyond uh one piece and naruto like because it's the same symbol so maybe that actually does, like, that symbol does actually mean that, and it's just commonly used. We're just, uh... Could be. We're just lame Americans that don't understand. Or it's a coincidence, <laughs> which um, would be wild. That I would do be weird. That, I do know that Oda takes references to so many different, um, just cultural anything. It could be, like, characters in folklore, it could be, like mythological creatures i mean he'll like take the names from just about anything and then put it in and i kind of like that i it's like it's one of those things that oh that's a reference to that and i get that but then something else is like ah that probably means something it's probably something yeah it, it definitely one of those things where um we could you know if we if we were if we had the time we could scan every panel and then you know look up a reference for it like it it's Obviously not true because there's so much originality in this in this story. But their names, images, like there's there's a million references to just about anything you could think of. Um, like in the beginning, we were just getting like pirate names, you know, and then Captain Morgan was a reference in the very beginning, and now we have um, now we're getting into like Buddhism, Hinduism, you know, and their symbols and words and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty. It's pretty cool. I, I do. It, it's it makes for a fun read because, like Nate said, when you get it, you're like, "Oh, I understood that." And if you don't get it, you're like, "I'm sure someone would understand that." <laughs> you know, I'm um, I just I just made this connection in my brain. I, I'm noticing a lot of mangaka will take references from very specific things. Here, here's what I'm gonna put. We've got uh, what Oda does here. We've also got Araki in JoJo, and he his reference is all like pop culture references you, you've got music and actors and stuff like that and then you've got um with bleach there's all like each arc like different people that you'll see like quincy's is all german and the rnk are, are all um like spanish and all the hollows are like so it's like all different um just languages 
I, I just think oh. I think everybody's got like something that they like to take reference in, and that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's always nice to have like one thing you can keep pulling from. Yeah, yeah that is cool. Um, real quick, I wanted to double back to Enaru. Um, and Nate, this applies to something you said earlier. I think in an li- earlier episode, we get another seemingly classification of devil fruit. Yes, we do. Um, that one lady, Wiper's friend, I forget her name, um, and that's bad of me, because she plays a pretty good role. Uh, let's see, hold on. Ka- da, 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 da. Her name is... Kamakiri. Wait, no. No, I'm wrong. No, is it Rocky? Is it Ro- I think it's Rocky. R-A-K-I. Uh, yeah, sure. We'll go with that. Ah, that is going to bother me. Uh, it doesn't matter. It matters, but it doesn't matter. Anyway, she's like the running. <laughs> I, I just can't think of it right now, and I can't look it up right now. But she's like running to uh, save Wiper from confronting Enaru, and she yells like he's the – what was it? It was like he's he's one of the most dangerous Logia fruit users yeah, out there. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah. Uh, I also want to make a prediction if it's okay. Please. Uh, it is the Volt Volt fruit that he ate. Volt, the Volt Volt. Okay. Yeah, because it seems, and we saw him get stabbed through the head by Kamakiri. That's who that was. Um, and it didn't do nothing because he's, his body is made of lightning. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's kind of wild. Duncan put in his notes here, that's almost exactly like the static shock power he wanted at the very beginning of the series. Oh, it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was Duncan's call. Um, and yeah, it's um, it's kind of wild that uh, his body is made of lightning. Now, we'll, we have yet to see how Luffy deals with that. But so far, he is fucking everybody else up. Yeah. Like, very easily. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Luffy's I been good was... on the combat side. <laughs> I thought it was really cool how they kind of introduced it without saying anything. He, like, he touches like, uh, who did he touch first? Usopp, I think? And just uh, absolutely fried him. Yeah, we didn't see him touch Sanji, but we like yeah. cut back to the ship and Sanji's like fried, and then he just kind of pokes Usopp on the forehead and he instantly is electrocuted all the way through. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting. It's like, what can this guy even do? And it's a little while before you even figure it out. Yeah. Like we get a a, a little taste of it. Yeah, I, I like how that's done with, with any villain. I, I like I like getting past the mental of, this guy's crazy. And then you're like, oh, no, we get it. <laughs> yeah, we get it. We get it. It, it, was, it was actually really crazy, too, because the first thing we saw of Enru's power was there was just a giant lightning strike from seemingly, you know, half the island away. Someone was doing something that they didn't like, and Enru just sent a freaking lightning strike to their exact location. And it was just kind of like, whoa, that's God powers. It's an act of God. And then you realize it's because he's a devil fruit user. I actually thought Conus was fried. I, I thought I thought she uh, was fried. Whenever she was just like told the gang, like, oh, I'm doing this because of this. Pow! I was like, yeah, she yeah. don't. Oh, she did. Yeah, honestly, because like the, the, uh, the, uh, shit. Um. <laughs> Oh jeez, I can't think of the word for a picture. Art. The panel? The panel. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just had a complete loss of words right there. But uh the way that they showed it in the uh like in the images, 
is like it looked like complete evisceration. See, I can remember that yeah. word, but I can't remember art. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, I mean, it looked completely devastating, but it, in for her to actually make it out of that, I mean, I, I guess it is one piece. So you know, for the most part, the characters you like won't die, and we like her. Yeah. Sure, we like Konus. She's she's a she's a she's a sweet gal. I have a general question about this whole thing. I have a general answer. <laughs> okay, so like when people are defeated, are they dead? Uh, it's kind of a coin flip. Okay, because they they defeated yeah. Ballman and they're like, "Yeah, we did it." And then they just left. And it's like if you're what's to stop him from just coming back and just being a problem later? Like if he's dead, knowing sure. That he, knowing that he was defeated once demoralizes him. <laughs> from I don't know. From an also first time reader of this series, uh, I can tell you that from my observation, if you don't see them legitimately die, like uh, I don't know, blow to bits or like a bullet okay, it to will the fucking head, show them. Pr- yeah, I mean, but it doesn't yeah. do that very often. Like I have reason to believe that even though sometimes they look pretty dead, they might not be. And I, mm-hmm. I once again. I have not exceeded the reading that we have, just that seems to be the trend. Yeah, it's, so the way I, I explain it, Rob, and I explained it way early on in the podcast too, this this manga, it was still kind of coming out in the era of like, well, we can't have our good guys killing people all over the place. Oh yeah, that makes so sense. So when the bad guys, like, because it's, it's still kind of like a PG manga at this point, it, it will eventually, I think, evolve into a PG-13 kind of deal. Um but again, the Japanese have a different like moral yeah, of rating course. system than us. But th- right now, this is still the era of like, well, our good guys don't kill people; they just beat them to a, a pulp, a bloody pulp, and and throw them, you know, over the horizon. And it's like, ah, you beat them. And most times, bad guys won't come back because it's like, well, I know I can't beat them. Um, but there was a villain very early on, uh, Buggy, mm-hmm. who I've heard a lot about Buggy on this podcast. Yeah. Yeah, we love him. He's our favorite. Uh, he keeps showing up because he thinks he can actually beat Luffy eventually. Uh, even I don't know if you noticed, Rob, the cover arts on some of these arcs. They uh, they showed a guy named Wapple. I was so confused by that. Okay. Yeah. So I those are just I was coming si- up with next. Yeah. Yeah. Those are just like little side adventures. They're like semi canon. Um, and that's what I heard. So I'm like, I know this is somewhat important. But I have no idea what is happening here. It's just this dude who's like, it's his Wapple's omnivorous adventure. And he's like eating all this stuff for the first like three or four. And then he just totally switches gears and he just starts building toys and builds the toy empire. Yes. So that's, uh, it's actually a reference to an episode that's going to be coming out uh, the day after we record this. <laughs> um, so Whoa. his name's Kitty Wapple. He was a bad guy that Luffy fought and sent flying. Well, these cover art adventures are when he landed, and his power of the Munch Munch fruit allows him to eat anything. And then he also has like a special factory ability that lets him build anything out of the things he's eaten. Okay. So that's why he becomes a toy maker. And yeah, it's semi canon, like because uh, Buggy had a cover art adventure about getting his body parts back, and then he did, and then he showed back up and. You know, it was like, I've been on a hell of an adventure, and everyone went, oh, yeah, we saw that. Uh, I, I like so that cool. they came up with um, a new, what was it, Wapolite? He made oh, a new yeah. metal. <laughs> yeah, he made a new metal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
It's almost as easy to get as unobtainium. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was very fun. I love those little cover art adventures. Um, yeah, I, I love them. They're very fun. Uh, let's see. We so in this in this war between the Shindaeans, the the god sky people, and the pirates, the Straw Hats, uh, we had some pretty interesting fights going on. Um, I'm just gonna throw Duncan's Duncan's favorite out there. It was a uh, chopper walking right past Gadatsu, the guy who bites his lip all the time. Uh, but then Gadatsu re- realizing that it was Chopper and you know turning around and fighting him. And Chopper actually coming out on top in that fight, which we don't get to see a lot of. Like Chopper doesn't fight typically; like he's just kind of doc, the healer. I thought the screen time with Chopper and m- maybe. Maybe it just hasn't been significant so far, but I thought the screen time with Chopper was fucking, like, really high tier uh, in this arc. Like, I really enjoyed, like, the little bits that it was just, you know, just Chopper alone, like, especially in that fight. Um, And then, you know, him being scared shitless on the ship and, like, just the screen time that he got was great because it made me grow to love him, like, a lot. Because I didn't really care too, too much, but, like, he's an adorable character and I absolutely love him and I love that even though he's scared shitless he can come out on top in a fight it was really yeah. cool too that like he didn't win the fight by brawn he won it by like he was he was thinking like the guy had he had the the wind dials on his shoes so he could basically fly and so chopper just takes one of his shoes off and then it just fucked him all up yeah, <laughs> never thought to tie his shoes. <laughs> Maybe they were like really cool Velcro sketchers. We don't know. Oh, dude, that would be sick. <laughs> what if they were just like wheelie or heels with wind dials? He took out the wheel and put wind dials in. <laughs> <laughs> Go catch up. I'm pretty sure Heelys were huge when this came over to the States, too. So. <laughs> Bro's got wind healies. <laughs> <laughs> Walmart still banned them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you weren't allowed to write healies. <laughs> oh, man. Any, uh, let's see. Anybody else have a have a fun fight that they were like, oh, I really enjoyed that part. Oh. Like, good fight, good, like, uh, showing of, of power. Mm-hmm. I, I finally got to I got to see more of Nico Robin fight. I'm I love Nico Robin's character. Um yeah, Robin's that whole thing where Robin just took all of those axe dials and just went, I'm just gonna make my hands turn these towards him and then just like yeah. boom. I was like, that's that's sick. Cause she was just like, I'm just gonna wait so you don't hurt these ruins. Death. <laughs> yeah. 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 And she fought Yama, the heavenly warrior commander. Which the Heavenly Warriors are weird because they're all goat people and they always like I was it took me a while to realize that because I kept seeing Ba written yeah like, where is that where is that coming from dude uh, so like <laughs> oh, I actually picked that out like almost immediately it's <laughs> like oh these are goat really? people they're uh, just saying Ba weird I, but okay it, it like I picked it up almost immediately when Luffy mentioned like when Luffy was like oh I hear a goat because I thought he was being sly. Uh, like, I, I saw the, the Ba, and then he was like, oh, I hear a goat. And then he obviously countered uh, the guy that was attacking him with ease. And I was like, oh, Luffy's yeah. really smart. And then they kept on saying Ba, and I was like, what the fuck is going on here? I did yeah, uh, just goat people. <laughs> and, and then, I actually, I wanted to bring that up. I'm glad you brought it up. But, like, 
it got to the point to where when I read Ba, it was like exactly what you would imagine if you like had a soundboard and you just pressed on goat sound. Like it, it, they were, they were no, mo- they were no longer saying "ba" in my mind. It was like I'm not even gonna like make a replica replication with it, but like the, the absolute the goat sound. Voice. That's what I was hearing when I read it. Thank you. Yeah, that one, like a little baby goat. That's what I was hearing in my mind. Yeah, I just that's shouted awesome. that. <laughs> yeah, see, I wanted somebody else to be the sacrifice, not me. <laughs> Sacrificial goat. My uh, girlfriend's uh, asleep, and she probably woke up like, "What the fuck was that?" What happened? <laughs> Such an unnecessary thing, but it, it ended up being really funny. Yeah, very funny. Uh, I did want to go back to Robin real quick, though, Nate. Um, I do love her love for history. Um, yes, wanted to protect the ruins at the sake of her own safety. But even like when she was reading the ruins before Yama showed up, she's like, "Oh, this much." This must talk about the lost history or something like that. I'm just like, whoa! Now we got lost history going on. What the fuck? I uh, talk about Robin for a sec. I don't mean to cut you off, Nate. Oh no! Go ahead, please. I have not heard anything about her or seen anything about her. So the first time that I saw her was <laughs> Usopp jumps overboard into the clouds, and nobody cared for a second, which was really funny. Yes, <laughs> but then they're like, oh, we should probably do something about that. And so Luffy dives his hand down, and he's like, well, I can't just find him. And she's like, oh, I'll take care of it. And I didn't realize that there was, like, that there's two women on board. So I was like, I thought it was, like, Nami or something. And all these Uh, eyes show up down Luffy's arm. And I was like, what the shit are these powers? And then she sees him (laughs) and just spawns all these arms off of Luffy's arm. And I was like, I have no idea who this character is, what she can do, or what. I was, like, flipping through (laughs) panels. I was like, is this Nami? They never mentioned anything about this. That's so yes. that's so funny because now I'm just realizing the implications of what we've done by bringing Rob onto the podcast <laughs> and having him read nothing. <laughs> <laughs> because and to this date, to this date of recording, none of the episodes that we've uh, released have had <laughs> fucking Robin in there. So now he's just well, jumping in. Was, with this. No, there was no, there was one episode we talk about Robin at the very end when she's uh, they're leaving Whiskey Peak yeah. and she like drives off on a turtle but we don't see her powers then yeah and and Uh, yeah we know her as miss uh all sunday at that point yeah she's miss all sunday so i guess spoilers for the next five episodes (laughs) (laughs) uh chopper confused me a bit too but it's a lot less confusion i just kind of accepted him at face value yeah he's just a regular pirate it's fine Um, (laughs) but i'll get i'll yield the floor back to you nate (laughs) oh <laughs> and now I remember what I was gonna say. I'm, I'm just laughing at that. Um, <laughs> this I, thing is so confusing to me. Oh yeah, I I was so, so confused by your powers for a while, even though I was watching them. Um, but uh, I I just realized that her personality is like, even though it's it's just so set in stone because she's like, I love history, but that just fits in with her like. She passively perceives everything around her and doesn't want to mess with history. And it's just like, yeah. I'll just read everything. I'll read what has been, what will be, and watch the present. Like, <laughs> I think yeah. it's really cool. Her whole character around that is just fun to me. Yeah, it's very cool. I I will actually, I'm going to side with Rob on a little bit of confusion, though. Uh, like, so we've seen, we three have seen her powers. Uh, she ate the bloom bloom fruit, which means she can bloom or flower parts of her body just out and usually it's arms and hands 
really took me aback when she could replicate her eyes on someone else's body. And I was just like, oh, shit, that could come in handy. That makes that a come lot of sense. And it's, it's she seems yeah, like the kind of person shit. that's like, yeah, I mean, it's terrifying. But she seems like the person that's like, how do you counter something like that? Exactly. That's That's what made her so scary at first was just like. She could spawn arms on her body and put you in a full Nelson, or arms on your shoulders and like mess, and, you know, like hold your head in place or something like that, or break your neck. Or yeah, something. like it's that's it. It's very scary power. So yeah. I'm glad she's on our side. She straight up twisted that one dude. Yeah, she just, she just spawned a bunch of arms and snapped him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, so like she's a kind of a murderer. <laughs> and so that wants to bring me that brings me kind of to my semi hot take here um but she was a force to be reckoned with uh you know like 50 chapters ago right um Allegedly. Do, am i the only one that kind of gets the feeling like yeah she's still really cool i love her but like now that she's a part of the crew she is less impressive in my mind like she uh, and maybe she'll have a, a time to shine but like for me, it seems like it's almost a downgrade right now because now she's just like run of the mill, in my opinion. It's probably one of those things where it's like the more you see it and the more you understand it, the less impressive it kind of becomes. Like That's Luffy's powers point. are, they're very impressive, but the more you see it, it's like, oh yeah, he's just rubber. That's just what he can do. This is the first time that I've seen anything like this, and it is wild to me. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. And, and but like I was in awe of like her powers when we first started. But I, I just feel like since she became a part of the crew, and granted, we've made it through half a legitimate arc since then, so, I mean, uh, she's still got time to shine. It just, it, it feels mm-hmm. like she had a certain gravity to her when she wasn't a part of the crew, and now she's kind of just like, hmm, I like history. Also, uh, I'm gonna, get, like, not, I, like, she was, like, on the on level with Luffy, for the most part. Like, obviously, Luffy was always going to win. But uh, she was, like, at that level, like, top, top tier. And now it just kind of seems like she's just another run-of-the-mill crewmate. I don't know. That's just how I'm feeling. Um, I actually, I feel like she's still holding back. Okay. That could be part of it. Yeah. Yeah? I'm going to side with Rob. It's just the more exposure you have to it, the less impressive it feels. Like, when it was, when no one knew what was going on with her, when we first saw her, it was like, whoa, like, that's insane. We were thinking of all these, like, lethal ways that she could be useful. Now that she's part of the crew, it almost feels like, you know, you beat a video game and you unlock the final boss as a playable character, and it's not nearly as tough. He's not nearly, or they're not nearly as tough as when you beat them in the game. Right. It's kind of like that. It's kind of like, it's like that. It's like, is is she lesser because now she's part of the crew and, like, she's a force for this? Or is it lesser because, like, now you can see it? It's like Crash Team Racing. It's lesser because you can't cheat the final fight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just because you unlock Nitrous Oxide doesn't mean you get to cheat like he does. Exactly. It's like, that, was a, that was a big part of his thing. He's a lot weaker because you can't just give that to somebody. I mean, like, some games you can, but... Yeah. Man. With the power of modding, you can. Yeah, Very I don't think CTR can. had cheat codes, but, like, <laughs> cheat code games, absolutely, you could do stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think... I honestly think, though, now that she's, like, turned over a new leaf, uh, supposedly, by joining the crew, I think she is holding back of, like, I don't have to be this murder assassin anymore i can just be a person and defend obviously defend herself but she's not like you know 
she doesn't have to be she doesn't have to be as deadly because she's around people that she trusts and they're not bad people right yeah I can see that I, like why operate at such a high power level if you don't need to yeah that that's a really fair point and that was kind of like the counter uh that i had in my mind that maybe that's it because maybe it's not that she's deliberately like you know inconsequential now but maybe it's just like she doesn't need to go on murderous rampages anymore like because if she wanted to kill somebody you know 50 chapters ago she just killed him then it was easy yeah like in her way yeah now she doesn't have to do that anymore so um fellas we're almost coming up on uh almost coming up on time here the last thing i really wanted to get to uh that i want well yeah, the last thing I wanted to get to, and this doesn't have to be the last thing we talk about, but how about the revelation that uh, Upper Yard was the other missing half of Jaya? Completely mm-hmm. unexpected. Um, and I wouldn't say that it was, like, revolutionary as far as, like, whoa, that's so crazy. But it was also, like, really neat. Like, because I was, I remember wondering what was going on with, like, the half-missing house uh, in the last episode that we recorded. Um, I was, I was a little confused. I was like, did he just not want to finish it or something? And I don't remember there being an explanation for it. Um, and then you see, yeah. And you see that like, it was literally just land that was uprooted and sent to the sky. Um, that's pretty insane. And that just blows out the proportion of like, all right, so we've already accepted that anything can happen in this world and still didn't fucking expect that. Yeah, so uh, for context, Rob, there's these things called the... Well, they kind of went into it, the knock-up streams, um, which are these massive explosions of water straight to the sky, which is how the crew got to the sky. They hunted down one of these knock-up streams and flew their ship up one. Okay, I was wondering about that, but they did they did talk about it a little bit, how it basically exploded out of the ground and went to the sky, and then they didn't talk about it all, how it just stayed there. Yeah, well, and yeah, that was the thing, too, is like... it. it the way I think about it, and they, I'll get, uh, I just want to explain this real quick, is the knock-up stream explosion is so hard, it's so massive, first of all, that it is able to rip an island in half, uh, almost precisely, and then it just must have been, like, timing that it landed amongst these island clouds that are so dense they can hold islands on top of them. <laughs> yeah, it's just wild. It, it is fucking weird. <laughs> I, uh, it's time to call Tim out. So, Ooh. oh, yes. Okay. I don't know if he said it on podcast or off, but I did catch it when he slipped and called, uh, Skypea Jaya at one point. And I remember going, did he just slip or is that? And then, uh, so. But I was still blown away to find out that this was Jaya. But I, as soon as I found it out, I went, he said it was. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I think, watch I yourself, Timothy. Watch yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I'll kick you right off my podcast. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> we are spoiler-free podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, no, I, I must have. Uh, yeah, I must have. Um must have just did a little slip, but it's, you know, sometimes it's hard for me to remember exactly what they said. So I remember last time I could have swore someone said that Cricket was looking in the wrong spot. 
Yeah. Uh, Mont Blanc cricket, not rickety cricket. Uh, <laughs> that, that joke's for Rob. And, Rob only. <laughs> and I'll take it very well. <laughs> um, but I, they said he was looking in the wrong spot, and I could have swore someone said, like, they said that, and I was like, oh, maybe, you know, something crazy happened. Uh, and yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely remember slipping up, uh, like that. So whoops, but I hope that didn't spoil the total surprise. Uh, no, it did not. I, I still was like, yeah, it, it's not until it happened that I was like, oh yeah, Tim said something. Yeah. It's, it's one of those, like we could talk about, I know I'm going to bring Jojo in it again. It's one of those things you could say what happened to Jojo. You're not going to get it until you see it. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of this. I could tell you right now. Like, I could have told you before we started. I'm like, oh, Luffy's going to find himself in a cave that turns out to be a snake. And you'd be like, what? <laughs> what I, is that? that could mean anything. Yeah, you could be like, Robin has the bloom bloom fruit. And you go, oh, cool. She's got flower powers. What the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> so, actually, on that point, before we close out. Uh, it, so, I know I have a history of not remembering the same exact things as everybody. But uh, I just looked at that again, and how the fuck did they end up in the snake? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think oh, we, thank God! I don't think we saw Luffy. <laughs> I don't think we saw Luffy wind up in the snake. I know the snake ate like Nami and them while they were flying around, yeah. getting being a distraction. But no, I don't think we actually see Luffy wind up in the snake. He just kind of wakes up in a cave. Okay, he's like, oh shit, where am I? All right, about, so that one's I not s- on me. <laughs> I feel really feel like this is going to happen. Luffy's going to defeat this giant unbeatable snake from the inside by accident. And I was ready to write that in my notes and it didn't happen up to where we read. And I was like, damn it. Yeah. I mean, you could be right though, I guess. <laughs> you could have to keep reading, Rob. Yeah, I mean, it might not be ac- on accident now that all these other people are in there and they know that it's a snake. This well, is... well, yeah, that's true. I swear this snake is Jormungundr. Uh... <laughs> Uh, uh, Duncan called it Orochimaru. He said Orochimaru has entered the chat. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, gross. I, um... I, uh... <laughs> Wait, what did I miss? I, I see that guy, and I think one word, and that word is gross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I... I like how I like how everybody's going onto this one island, and then it's just another person, another person. So many came to this island that there was a note that was like, "Here's everyone who's on this island, <laughs> fight." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm still failing to see why that's an important thing. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well, they're in, I mean, they're in the they're at so like the wipers' whole thing was getting to uh, Eneru's temple the Kami temple or whatever. And people just kind of keep showing up there before Wiper. Like Chopper gets there before him. Nami or uh, Robin gets there before him. Luffy gets there before Like all these people just keep getting there before Wiper. And then he finally shows up. And I think it was meant to be like, a, this is this dude's whole life mission and he can't get there. And then these guys just kind of stumble there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like even Wiper, he's like, <laughs> he's like, Oh, I think this is the way everyone's going to be so excited when they see me. And he just happens to be right. <laughs> yeah it's uh it's 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 very funny um and zoro's still bad with directions he like the bird keeps telling he needs to go south and he's like why do you keep yelling at me stop yelling at me the bird that can't turn any other direction 
Oh yeah, for reference, Rob, that bird only goes south. It can <laughs> only look. It can only look south. <laughs> oh yeah, well, it was look. Yeah, it looked south, flew south, went south. <laughs> yes. Yeah, though Zoro was going north. <laughs> yep, <laughs> the whole time. I love the little map of like, here's where they need to go. Robin's the only one going the right way. Everyone else is totally fucked. And it was like, uh, it was Zoro and Chopper who were making like loop the loops and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, fun fact for Rob in the Naruto manga, uh, Zoro is actually in there at random times in the back because Zoro gets so lost. He's in Naruto. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, there are like later later on in Naruto. If you look at some background characters, uh, you will see a three sword uh, a swordsman carrying three swords. That's meant to be Zoro because the joke in One Piece is that he has terrible direction that he just wanders into other manga. That is hilarious. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if we uh man when we get to naruto uh we won't we wouldn't see him in the chapters we read for next week but okay if we i was gonna be super on, upset we... if like i read these <laughs> out of order and missed that no no not at all not at all um if we continued with naruto that would be something to start looking for <laughs> oh man well um Shit. Yeah. Anybody? Uh, I think. I think. Are we ready for final thoughts, gentlemen? We kind of. You know, it's kind of weird only doing half of an arc. It uh, is. It is. We don't have any conflict resolutions yet, but uh, our conflicts are set up. <laughs> I only yeah. have one thing we didn't touch, and it's small. Okay. It's the fact that Nico Robin played Minecraft to go find the rest of the temple. She just cut yeah, out little she... blocks, <laughs> and yeah. she dug straight. I down. love. I love how she how she got rid of those blocks though. She set arms up like a ladder and was just handing them off. She was using like a <laughs> knife to dig like, too, wasn't she? Yeah, she was using a knife to cut clouds. <laughs> but she dug straight down, which you should never do. <laughs> you never do. You never know when it'll stop. <laughs> um, I guess one last, even smaller thing I wanted to mention is just I love the salute of the uh, the white berets. <laughs> just do the the devil horns behind their head, make it look like rabbit ears. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was silly. I'm like, dude, could you imagine if our military saluted like that? We would be the laughing stocks <laughs> of everybody. Ah, oh, jeez. Well, I did uh, love the it, bit. Go ahead, John. Good. Well, I mean, uh, on salutes, I mean, you look at the different salutes that the world's militaries have, and it's funny that we don't have we don't see anybody that has something like that. I mean, uh, like, there's some ridiculous salutes out there. If you if you want to see that, just like Google funny military salutes, and you'll find like I think we have the most sane one as far as yeah, the salute we have goes. The, we have the OG. Come on, yeah. <laughs> I love the uh, the bit where they they first show up on Skypea and they turn out to be criminals, and they're like, "Yeah, that's showing showing up without paying your your due that's like a class eight offense and then they kept going down the list they just became like more and more wanted criminals within this course of like a few sentences <laughs> Ar- arguing with a federal officer that's a class seven of offense <laughs> yeah it was just stuff like that all the way down to uh, what was it the final straw was what assaulting the white berets was a class three offense and then, and then i defying... think they got to a point where it was like def- yeah it was like defying kami that's a class one offense yeah yeah, yeah but i don't think it was the, the white berets that said that i think it was somebody no, else i think it was uh satori when um he they were the uh the ball fight the the ball challenge or whatever yeah i think it was that but even either way yeah it, like the course of a few sentences they went from like 
petty criminals that just had to pay a fine to class two offenders that were being kidnapped and sacrificed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just in minutes. And they're like, yeah, we're pirates. Who cares? Love that escalation. Yeah, it was great. Um, all right, fellas. Well, let's let's get around. Rob, can I do the final? Th- can I can I start the conclusion? I'll yield the conclusion to you on my podcast. <laughs> Thank you, <laughs> Thank you, my gracious host. <laughs> uh, well, let's just go around the horn and do. Uh, let's just start with some final thoughts here. Uh, whoever would like to go first, I have Duncan's here, or you guys can go, and then I'll go. Whatever. As always, Duncan, go first. Duncan goes first. Final thoughts from Duncan. I find myself chuckling every once in a while, and I thought the conflict was interesting. I enjoyed the addition of new technology and setting possibilities, but the story is starting to feel repetitive to me. Uh, I'm yearning for a all-caps big twist, like a main crew member dying or some sort of huge loss for the crew or story. Uh, so far, it's been successful for them in every turn. Uh, which is great, but as a reader, I need more spice in my story, although still enjoying everything overall. So, Duncan is starting to feel a little stale. Well, uh, life's Still real tough Duncan. when you... Life's <laughs> real tough when your most boring thing is reading a comic book, going across Europe and shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Big fan Duncan. <laughs> I need a little bit more spice in my manga. <laughs> Yeah, you yeah, should have spent more time in Germany. There's spice in a lot of alleys. Uh, <laughs> wow, sorry Germans. Yeah, you got jawed. Yeah, you got jawed. <laughs> Good luck coming back from that one. I have coming back from that. <laughs> I happen to know that we have at least one percent of listeners in Germany. So sorry, that was Duncan. I'm telling you. That was oh, oh yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Never mind. <laughs> oh my god. I'm getting conceited. Uh, I know. <laughs> uh, well, whatever. Uh, Tell I, me your final thoughts. <laughs> so my final thoughts come in the form of a lesson uh, with one of the panels that I saved on my phone. Yep. So it, this came. It was some dialogue coming from Skyrider Shura, and he was going through this whole thing, and he was like, "You don't want me to attack your comrades. You don't want me to destroy your ship, and you don't want to die. You don't leave me with a lot of options." People like you make me sick. And I think that that has a lot of relevance in corporate America and a lot of... uh, All right. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know where that's going. (laughs) What I'm saying is live your own life. Don't fucking please other people, all right? Like, just live your own life, and you do what works best for you, because everybody else is a fucking inconvenience. Also, I really enjoyed the uh, chapters. (laughs) (laughs) and also i read a manga (laughs) john's final thoughts were about to be his final thoughts (laughs) (laughs) Um, i'm the one who's taking accountability for that (laughs) i can't publish this on my podcast (laughs) (laughs) john's sitting there looking at corporate america going you just made the list buddy you just made the list Corporate America. <laughs> it's like three separate people, well, and then I, corporate America. I I, I I had to say corporate America because you guys are the only ones that know what I actually do. So <laughs> the the corporate warlords of the land, the seven of yeah. them. All right, <laughs> Disney. <laughs> Disney's three of them. Disney. Yeah. 
Uh-oh. <laughs> um, Uh-oh. Watch out, watch. Disney. You just got John. I better watch my windows. <laughs> um, all right. My final thoughts are that I absolutely love world building, and um, I can't wait to finish this. I don't know. I'm having fun. I'm, I'm having fun. Good. Happy to hear. Rob, what's, uh, what's some final thoughts? Yeah. Uh, as my... Basically, my first exposure to One Piece, I thought it was very enjoyable and a lot of fun in a lot of circumstances. I can see some of the points that you guys are making that this is maybe the more boring of some of them, but I genuinely enjoyed it. If I had time in my life, I would read more. That's awesome. I'm super happy to hear that, yeah. And I I do feel bad that you got sucked into reading the (laughs) build-up of an arc. Well, we're... When we move on, it's going to be the resolution to all that build-up and and all that. But uh, I am happy you enjoy it. And hopefully this means, um, I don't know, some, maybe someday in the future you can come back on after having read nothing until we get to the next part. <laughs> that would be the best way to do it. <laughs> Just did up until chapter like 2.30 to 2.70 and then come back in for 4.50 to like 4.90. <laughs> yeah, saying it right now, Rob comes in every 250 chapters without <laughs> any more context. <laughs> with no I, I am all for this. I will read only little bits of One Piece. Oh, oh my god, I'm I'm so down for that. Um, <laughs> uh, my final, I, I guess I'll throw my final thoughts in. Uh, this was a ton of fun. Um, Skypea, like I said, not, not my most favorite, but far from my least favorite, I should say. It's some of my least favorite. Oh, no. Um, far from my least favorite. There's some other parts where I, uh, genuinely have a hard time getting through. But I won't say what those are, because I'm not gonna, um, bring the room down when we get to those parts. Oh, <laughs> right, of course, not on my podcast. I won't say it till after we read it, and then you guys can confirm or deny. But... Uh, I can't wait to see the resolution of all this. I can't wait for Luffy versus Eneru because that is set to be really fun. I love how Oda kept Luffy away from Eneru for very, like, is keeping him away from him until what seems like the last moment. Um, because any, like, anybody can put together rubber plus lightning equals, you know, nothing. So, <laughs> uh, should be interesting, but I'm excited to move on. Um, let's see here. Next week, we are reading Naruto, chapters 1 through 33, and uh, Rob, you'll be there to talk about it again with us. It is my podcast, so naturally I will be here. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God. Okay. I thought maybe we... You guys are not out of a job yet. Okay, good. Thanks, Rob. Thanks, Rob. (laughs) Oh, man. But uh, in the meantime... Uh, give us a like on Facebook, a follow on Spotify, a follow on Apple iTunes, rate on any of those. Um, it's just at that one time we read manga. Uh, Instagram, follow us on Instagram. We're going to have uh, some stuff up on Instagram. And YouTube. Now. Oh, and YouTube. At that one time we read manga. Manga. Um, yeah, all the mangoes. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Questions, so, yeah, concerns, then, recommendations. Oh, yes. Send them all to that one time we read manga at gmail.com. Yep, just now one concise email. No eyes, all we's. Oh, you made that all now. We's. Okay, cool. Yep. Yes. Sick. All right, yeah, so do that. Yep. Yeah, 
comments, uh, questions, concerns. Make sure Rob is uh, feeding us properly. Email that one time we wrote <laughs> at gmail.com. Doug is in charge of accounting, I think. Email yeah, him. Which is... <laughs> email him at his personal email at... DJ. <laughs> I, I don't know what to do. Rob is the HR. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, thank you, everyone, so much for listening to, to this week's At One Time We Read Manga. We'll see you next week for Naruto chapters 1 through 33. Have a good week, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.